show us these two people which one you have selected to be numbered among the apostles so that he can take the place of Judas. Why is it that Peter did not you know, appoint anybody to say that, well, Judas is not there, so you come. Peter cannot do that. It's Lord himself who selects somebody to be an apostle. So if you are sitting in this 20th century or 21st century saying that you are an apostle, then you might be selected by our Lord Jesus Christ. And if that is impossible today, that Jesus holds somebody's hand and say that this is the person I've chosen, then you must tell us or come again where you got your apostleship from. Brothers, this is the word of truth. And you have your Bible as I have it here. And you can also follow what we are talking about here. Let's continue. He said, and they cast lot for them. And the lot fell on Matthias. And he was numbered with the apost 11 apostles. He mentioned he was numbered with the 11 apostles. So now they become 12. When they pray to the Lord Jesus. Because that time the spirit was speaking to them. Jesus might have told them that cast a lot. And whoever the Lord fell on, you know, falls on, I will select him. And when they did, it fell on Matthias. And then they took Matthias and add him to the number. Why was Peter saying, Lord, show us which of the two you have selected? It tells you that Jesus himself do the selection. No one else. Again, let's see what happened. Now, we are saying that these apostles were 12. But then we saw somebody else later coming, claiming that he is also an apostle. And this generated the controversy. Especially if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 9. The Corinthian brethren were confused that Paul is saying he's an apostle. And they throw a lot of questions and Paul has to defend himself. We go into 1 Corinthians chapter 9 where Paul was defending himself to telling the people why he, Paul, is also an apostle. We are saying there should be 12. And now somebody else comes. So now they are 13. Paul was also later selected. Now, if you read Acts chapter 9, you read Acts chapter 9 from verse 1 to the end. That is where Paul was selected to be an apostle. Paul was a Pharisee. Previously, he was called Saul. And this Pharisee man got a letter. And through that, he was going to Damascus to harass the Christian there, to imprison some of them, beat some and imprison them. And on the journey to Damascus, the Lord Jesus Christ met him. I'm telling you that before you can be an apostle, you have to meet Jesus. You have to see Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ met him on the road to Damascus. And what happened? He fell from his, uh, 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 you know, horse and even became blind. And then he heard a voice. Saul, Saul, why do you hate me? And then 
This is some familiar voice. So he said, Who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, I am the Lord Jesus Christ, the one whom you hate. What? But never mind. I have chosen you. Hallelujah. Now Jesus told Saul that he is going to select him and give him a job to do. So he told him to go to Damascus and you meet a man called Ananias and Ananias is going to show him what he should do. From there, the Holy Spirit went to Ananias and told Ananias that Saul is coming to him. So when he comes, he should show him what to do. And then Ananias said, Lord, speaking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Lord, you know, and he have, uh, 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 we have heard about this Saul, how he harassed other people. And Jesus, do you know what Jesus told Ananias? I want us to, you know, uh, 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 read in Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, verse uh, 15. But the Lord said to him, Lord told Ananias, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. Jesus said, Ananias, don't worry. I have chosen that guy to be my apostle. He's going to carry my name. He's going to be a witness of me to the kings, to the Gentiles, and to the children of Israel. So if you look at all the apostles, it was only Paul who sent his, uh, 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 his work to the Gentile nations. The rest of them, they were all sitting in Jerusalem, you know, preaching to the Jews. So here, Jesus has met Paul. That is why he qualified to be an apostle. That is not only the place that we can use to back this. Now, let's read Acts chapter 22, verse 17 to 21. And read again Acts chapter 22, verse 17 to 21. Paul is recounting what happened on his way to Damascus, what happened. And then also telling them how he saw Jesus and what was the message Jesus gave him. He said, when I had returned to Jerusalem, and I was praying after he, you know, came back to Jerusalem. I was praying in the temple. I fell into trance and I saw him saying to me. And I saw him. Paul saw Jesus Christ. So it qualifies him to be an apostle. Saying to me, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly. Because they will not accept your testimony about me. And what did Paul say? And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another, I imprison and beat those who believe in you. Even when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, 
I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garment of those who killed him. So Paul said, Lord, I understand why you don't want me to go to Jerusalem. Because there, everybody knows me as somebody who persecutes uh, your, your people. Even when Stephen was being stoned, I was there approving the killing. And what did the Lord say? And he said to me, go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. So here, Jesus is choosing Paul to be part of the apostles. Now, don't forget that I said the apostles, they, they are 12. So now that we see Paul coming into play, there are no more 12. They are 13 now, isn't it? Probably my mathematics is not good. I'm saying they are 12, but they are 13. But I will tell you that they will be 12. Let's see what happened again. Now, the Corinthian people, Corinthian church was established by Paul himself. They did not understand why Paul is saying he was an apostle because they know that Paul came after Jesus Christ has gone to heaven. So you cannot be an apostle. And look at Paul's defense in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 1 and 2. Look at Paul's defense. Am I not free? This is a question he's asking them. Am I not an apostle? The third question is, have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Ask them three questions. Am I not free? Free from what? Free from that Jewish, you know, laws. Two, am I not an apostle? If you don't know, let me ask the third question. Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not you my workmanship in the Lord? Fourth question. If to others I'm not an apostle, at least I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship. Amen. Paul says, I qualify to be an apostle. Why? Because I have seen Jesus Christ. And indeed, he saw Jesus on the road to Damascus. Indeed, he saw Jesus when he came to Jerusalem and it, uh, he fell into trance and the Lord spoke to him. Even in Arabia, Jesus spoke to uh, Saul, uh, Paul again. So he said, in many occasions, I've seen Jesus our Lord. Probably the Corinthian people were thinking, oh, uh, Paul came into the scene when Jesus is gone. But never mind. One thing you have to understand that is that Paul was a Pharisee. And remember, when Jesus was going about to and fro, these Pharisees saw what Jesus is doing. They were following him. Remember, Paul was not just a Pharisee, but he was the leaders, one of the leaders of Pharisees. He was one of the leaders. So, though the Bible was silent about, you know, Paul seeing Jesus at that time, but if the leaders of Pharisees were confronting Jesus day in and day out, then I tend to believe that Saul at that time will be there. But I can confirm that because the Bible is silent. But we know that after Jesus, you know, 
has been crucified and after his resurrection and went to heaven, he still came and spoke to uh, 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 what? Uh, Paul, so that Paul can be an apostle. Now, I told you that these apostles have to be 12. Now, Paul is now added to 8. They are 13. So you can't say they are 12. Brothers and sisters, I want us to read something from. Uh, if you want to confirm Paul's apostleship, you can also read Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Mark that down. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. And Galatians chapter 2, verse 7 and 9. These are all confirming that Paul is an apostle. So we have established that. And if Paul is an apostle, then Paul can perform miracles and he can also speak in tongues. So we agree that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul said, I can speak many languages than all of you because he was an apostle. Okay, now, in Acts chapter 12, now, the, the, the chosen of Paul happened in Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 12, let's see what happened there. In Acts chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I'm reading something. One of the apostles called James, let's see what happened. About that time, Herod the king lay violently a violent hands on some who belonged to the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. He was beheaded. The apostle called James, whose father is called Zebedee, and whose brother is called John, was killed. You know, Jesus' apostles, there were two that called James. Uh, so he had two James. And then he had, I think, John's also. And one of the James was killed. So now, the apostle member is 12 and not 13. The question is, did Jesus know that James was going to be killed? Is that the reason why he brought Paul into the scene? He could be right because you remember Jesus knows everything. He knows what is coming on tomorrow. So Jesus was aware that James was going to be beheaded. So he needed a number 12. Okay, he prepared Paul here. And as soon as Paul came into the scene, in Acts chapter 9, as chapter 12, James was killed, bringing the number to 12 again. And these apostles continue with all these miraculous, you know, powers they have to build the church and also laying their hands on other people too. So this is how the apostle was selected. So, having known that Paul is also an apostle, he has power to lay his hands on uh, people to get, uh, you know, to transfer some of the powers to them. So I say that three categories of people receive the Holy Spirit, uh, 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 you know, gifts, which is a miracle to do healing, wonders, speaking in tongues and all the rest that the uh, Spirit gave them, you know, power to do. 
three categories. The first category is the apostle. We talk about them. Now, another category of people who also receive the Holy Spirit powers as the apostles. Mark my words. I say as the apostles. The way the apostles receive. The apostles receive this not through any third party. They got it straight, direct. And there are a group of people, they also receive that. And who are these people? They are the Gentiles. In Acts chapter 10, a certain man called Colonials and his household. Colonials was a Gentile man. But remember, all the apostles were Jewish people. They were Israelites. Paul, who came later to join them, is from Tarsus and is a Hebrew or a, a, a Jew. But this category of people that are coming to play, they are not Jews. They are Gentiles. What does it tell you? Go back to the prophecy of Joel. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. The prophet said, in the latter times, God is going to pour his spirit on all flesh. Some people are confused when they hear the word on all flesh. Thinking that on all flesh, that means drunkards, prostitutes, they also have flesh. Kates or babies, they also have flesh. Fetish priests, they also have flesh. So if you take it literally, it means on all flesh, God is going to pour his spirit on everyone. Is that what that means? Remember, when this prophet was saying these words, only Israel belonged to God at that time. Apart from Israel, all the Gentile nations, they did not know God. But the Holy Spirit now is coming to work with both the Jews and the Gentiles. So the whole people. That is why the prophets say this. All flesh. So that the Israelites will also know that it's not only them. But the Gentile nation is also being added. So the all flesh simply means from the Jews and the Gentiles. That's it. Because if you take it literally to say that all flesh means all flesh. That means that uh, everybody, whether you are Christian or not Christian, whether you believe in God or not believe in God, you have this thing coming upon you. That is not how the interpretation is. You have to listen that this is prophetic language. And most of them are some expression that are not literal. And what this means is God is going to extend his hand on both Jews and the Gentiles. Now, so let's see how this Gentile man, he also came to play. Now before that, listen to what Peter says here in Acts chapter 10 verse 39 to 42. Peter says, and we are witnesses. Who are the we? He's talking about the apostles. The apostles. He said, we are the witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging on the tree. But God raised him and on the third day made him to appear. Not, listen to this word, not to all the people, but to us. Remember when Jesus resurrected, he went straight to his apostles. 
when they have gathered. Remember, that is when uh, uh, Thomas was not there. And then he has to, the, the following week, he has to appear again to them where Thomas was there. So he said, not to everybody, but to us who had seen or who had been chosen. I like the word, to us who have been chosen by God as witnesses. Who told you that you can sit somewhere and say, I'm a witness of God. They were selected divinely by God to be his witness. So that is why he's saying, Jesus did not show himself to everybody. That as soon as he got up, he showed himself to us, the apostles. And that is true. He went to them straight and showed himself to them. We who have been chosen by God, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And that is true. So you cannot be an apostle if you have not walked with Jesus. If Jesus has not met you. If Jesus has not chosen you, you cannot be an apostle. I know you are having so many things going through your mind, but we have apostles, so, so, and so, 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 and so. I know. I hear them. But to me, they are not apostles of Jesus Christ. They know where they got their title from. We Christians, Bible says, we are all brothers and sisters. There's nobody now an apostle under this sun as we live now they are all dead and gone now so as chapter 10 verse 28 now we are coming back to colonials how colonials will also receive the same as an apostles as chapter 10 verse 28 and he said to them here is peter speaking when jesus Reveal himself to Peter when Peter was praying and he was hungry. He, Peter was in a trance as if he's having dreams or trance that they're about having some vision. And he saw a basket covered with white cloths with a lot of, you know, uh, uh, meats in it, different types of meat. But when Peter looked into that, he saw that some of the meat, it's something that they call it unholy. It's an abomination to a Jew to eat that. So he said, no, I'm not going to eat this because I'm hungry, but I'm not going to because this is not clean. And I went away, came on a second time, again, no, third time, again, no. And then he heard a voice from the Lord. Peter, what I have sanctified, don't call it unclean. What does this mean? And then he said, Colonials have sent people to come and fetch you. When they come, go with them and show him what to do. But look at what uh, uh, Peter said. Because Jesus Christ sent him direct, he couldn't. Other than that, knowing that a Jew cannot associate with a Gentile, Peter would have resisted. I'm not going if it was not Jesus himself who spoke to him. But when he came to Colonial's house, look at what Peter said. As chapter 10, verse 28. And he said to them, he said to Colonial's and his household, You yourself know how 
unlawful it is for a Jew to associate, okay, with or to visit anyone of another nation. What it means, any Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call any person a common or unclean. So, Peter has come because Jesus has sent him, go to Colonials. I'm going to do something there. And when he came, he told them about Jesus Christ and how he was crucified. And when he was still speaking, while Peter, verse 44 to 48, as chapter 10, verse 44 to 48 is where I'm reading. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. Which word? Peter was speaking to them, the message of our Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit fell on them and the believers from among the circumcised who came with Peter were amazed. What is he talking about? There were some people who accompanied Peter to Colonial's house and these are Jewish Christians. So they call them the circumcised. You know, the Jews, they do circumcise. The Gentiles, they are not circumcised. So he said, uh, the believers from among the circumcised who came with Peter were amazed. Why were they amazed? They have not heard that a Gentile can also receive the powers of the Holy Spirit and start to do certain things. That is God. Remember what Joel said, God is going to pour his spirit on our flesh. And this is the fulfillment of that prophecy. Peter said in Acts chapter 2, what you see today is what Joel said. And we have received ours. And here the Gentile is also going to receive. To interpret what it means by all flesh. Now. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and exalting God. They were amazed because they heard them speaking in tongues. Why? Now the Holy Spirit has come to them direct as Peter and the rest of the apostles. Then Peter declared, listen to what Peter said, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Why is he pointing we, 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 we? The apostles, the way the apostles had it is extraordinary. And this man is having the same thing. So the people were amazed, opening their mouth and look, you know, they were standing there. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and asked them to remain, you know, for some days. Brothers and sisters, so this is category two, where these people, Gentile, has also received the Holy Ghost as the apostles did. And this one is one time. It has never recorded anywhere in the Bible where a Gentile people receive the Holy Spirit as the apostles. Apart from Acts chapter 10, you will not find it anywhere. Continue to Revelation. No Gentile nation was received that. The only time somebody from among the Gentiles can receive the Holy Spirit gifts to perform miracles and speak in tongues is the time when an apostle, Mike my words, when an apostle lay his hand on them without the hands of the apostles you can never ever 
speak in the tongues and perform any miracle. What are you saying? There are so many people in the world today speaking in tongues. Go to Ghana. Every you know school building, people are speaking in tongues. Yes, what you see is different from what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the true and the proper speaking in tongues. What they are saying is gibberish. It's meaningless. But the speaking in tongues here is language. That's the difference. That's the difference. You've got to believe what the Bible is saying than what people are doing. I'm teaching you from biblical point of view, not what people are say, uh, doing. Now, listen to this. We've seen category one, which is the apostles only, uh, you know, did miracles, spoke in tongues, and category two. Now, a whole house called Colonial's house, they have also received. That's the only Gentile house that, you know, received as the apostles. Now, category three. So are you saying that after the apostles and colonials, nobody did wonders and spoke in tongues? No, that is not what I'm saying. Let's see how other people were able to do wonders and spoke in tongues. Now, as chapter 12, as chapter 5, verse 12. Brothers and sisters, I'm not preaching, I am teaching. So you take your Bible and follow. I wish you can ask me some questions, but... Where there is comment, says comment, you can put your question there and I will answer you. Now, Acts chapter 5 verse 12. We are reading again. We read it earlier. We are reading again. Now, many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. So the people who, who were able to do signs and wonders and spoke in tongues. The apostles lay their hands on them. Without that, nobody can do that. Still ask the question, why are people in Ghana today saying, why are people today saying that? They can speak in tongues and do some miracles. I don't know where they got it from, but remember, so many people will come with my name saying, Lord, did I not do this? Did I not do this? Matthew chapter 7 verse 21, and the Lord will tell them, I never knew you. I did not command you. That is what it means. So who is commanding them to do that? Two things. If people are not faking to do that, then they are using evil spirit to do that. Two things. Some people think that speaking in tongues, everybody has to do it. So they fake and do it. They don't understand. Or other people too who are saying they, 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 they are... You know, doing wonders and signs, healing, all these things. Either they are faking or they are using occultic powers to do that. Next time we talk about all these kind of miracles and all these things. How people, you know, do them. Compared to the Bible. Then you see. Somebody was laying in front of church building. In Jesus name, stand up. And then he stood up. That is it. That is miracle. And not bring the person to my church house. And then he bring the person here. You see this, you see this. This is, uh, I have to give you some money to go to, you know, a hospital for operation. Is that what you call miracle? And the church people will be standing there. Hey, hey, hey. And then, <laughs> don't deceive people. You can deceive everybody, but you can't deceive me with my spectacles being the Bible. I see clear. Don't let people deceive you. There are many false prophets, false teachers out there. 
Even Paul's time, he warned the early Christians. First Timothy chapter five, uh, chapter four, verse one and two. Do not believe every spirit. That is what warning that Paul gave to Timothy. So what you see today, don't be amazed and alarmed. Go to the scriptures and listen to what the Bible says. Now, so we see that these people are also doing it because the apostles laid their hands on them. Now, it will amaze you to say that, Brother Paul, I'm still confused, but let me quote this to you. Maybe your confusion will be cleared. Acts chapter 8, verse 12 to 20. Listen to this carefully. That without the hands of the apostles, nobody can speak in tongues. Without the hands of the apostles, nobody can do miracles. Finito. And this is what you read from Acts chapter 8, verse 12 to 20. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Who are they talking about? In Acts chapter 6, the church there selected seven people to be deacons. One of them was Philip. And these deacons, the apostles laid their hands on them. And Philip also got the apostles' hand on him. So he now had powers to preach and do miracles. And he went to a certain town called Samaria, city of Samaria. He went to this city and preached the gospel and did so many miracles. So a lot of people came and believed the word. And that is why he's saying that. And when they believed, Philip, as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they came and baptized. What happened after that is what I want you to understand. Now, even Simon, why is he saying even Simon himself believe? Who is Simon? Simon is a tricker, a person who use magic or occultic, uh, you know, powers to trick the people that what he was doing was from God. They say because all the people say, oh, this is in a great God using him. That is what they say. Read from Acts chapter 8. You understand this. So this man also came and said that, well, I have also repented. Please baptize me. And when he baptized, what happened? And seeing signs and great miracles performed by Philip, he was amazed. When Philip was doing all these signs, these uh, 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 Simon was amazed. So what did he do? He just cleaved to Philip. What is he expecting? So close to Philip. Everywhere Philip went, he was there. Now, when the apostles listened to hear, now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans has received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John. To do what? To do what? Now, it's going to confirm what I told you that without the hands of the apostles, you cannot perform miracles, you cannot speak in tongues. Now, listen, I'm reading again. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem, all the, uh, the apostles were stationed at Jerusalem, 
But Philip is not an apostle. Philip is a disciple who has received the apostles' hands and now performed miracles. He preached the gospel to the Samaritans. The Samaritans have obeyed the gospel and they are baptized. But the Holy Spirit is not on them yet because the apostles have not come in. So what did they do? They sent Peter and John. They sent Peter and John who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Do you understand this simple English? They prayed. Why is it that Philip did not do that? It was Philip who went there to preach the gospel. He did a lot of miracles and these people baptized. Why is it that it has to be the apostle that traveled from Jerusalem to Samaria to lay their hands on them? Do you understand? This is a simple. Brothers and sisters, you know, accepting truth when you have been practicing certain things for a long time, it's very, very difficult. I can understand your frustration because you do, because you say you speak in tongues, because you say you, 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 you perform, you believe in these miracles. That is what you say. But I'm challenging you with this word of God that without the apostles' hands, what you are doing is fake. And that is what pricks your heart. I can understand that your heart is pricked. But you have to be like the Jews in Acts chapter 2. When their heart were pricked, they asked, what shall we do? What shall we do? And then in Acts chapter 17 verse 10 and 11, those in Berea, when they heard this, they said they went back and researched it. Went straight to the scriptures and researched if that is true. Now I haven't finished. I haven't finished. Listen. And they came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on them. He had not yet fallen on them. The Holy Spirit has not come to them. They have baptized, but they cannot perform miracles uh, speaking tongues. They can't. And that is the reason why the apostles have to go down to Samaria to give them. Philip cannot do it. Philip is not an apostle. What happened? Let's continue with the reading. Let's continue with the reading. He had not fallen on them, okay? But they had only baptized in the name for our Lord Jesus Christ. And then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Listen. And now, when Simon, remember Simon? The tricker, the one who used aquatic magic, now says he's a Christian. When Simon saw that the, the spirit was given through the laying hands of the apostles, he offered them money. When Philip, uh, Simon saw that, ah, so that's it. Only the apostles can give you this. Then he went and bring them lajan, cashew, right? Money, okay, kudi, sika. He brought them some money and said, man, please collect this money and give me your power, your power, where you can put your hands on people so that the people can start speaking in tongues and perform. I want that. Who told you that you can speak in tongues without the hands of the apostles? Who told you that you can perform miracles without the hands of the apostles? So today, if there's no apostle, there's nothing like what we are doing today. 
there's no such things. So where people are doing that is why I say it's two things. Either they are faking, okay? I don't blame them. Sometimes when you 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 have this kind of belief that oh, Bible says we all can speak in tongues, you have to fake and start saying things. It's easy. The easiest things from the miraculous you know gift that you, one can fake is speaking in tongues. A jubilee sabbatic from what I can understand. Hey, I'm speaking it just now. You can fake and do it. I say fake because without the apostle hands, you can't say it. So, where did you get your from? That is a common thing. So, all the Pentecostals and the charismatic people are doing it because that is the understanding to the Bible. But it doesn't take the fact from the Bible that you have to have the apostle hands on you before you do it. And here, Simon confirmed it. So it's true, the hands of the apostles, one can do this. He gave them money and said, give me this power also, so that anyone I lay my hands on him will receive the Holy Spirit. What did Peter say? But Peter said to him, you and your slaver should perish. You and your silver should perish because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. Brothers and sisters, I'm coming to the end of this. So these are the three categories that can perform miracle and also do wonders. But now we don't have any of these categories in our world today. The apostles, we don't have them. The colonials and his households, it came just once. We did not even hear that Colonius could lay his hand on anybody because Colonius was not an apostle. Though he received it. Bible did not record. So I don't know. But the other people who could perform miracles and speak uh, uh, and, and who spoke in tongues they had the apostles hand on them without that you cannot do it so brothers and sisters i want to come to conclusion i know some of what i've said may upset you may prick your heart may provoke your thought but think about it again what the jews people in beria did was to go back and do research in the scriptures again to see if what they heard was right. It's easy for you to be misled thinking that what you believe is right. But when you go back to the scriptures and read it yourself, I've given you all the quotations. You can play this tape back and back again to get the quotations and read them yourself for your own understanding, your interpretation. You see that if what I'm telling is wrong, do that. And also, ask questions. If you have questions, you ask me, so what can I do? You write it in the comment area, I will help you. You can find this in my uh, Facebook page. If you want more of this lesson, because I cannot be anywhere with you, please visit Church of Christ that you know around your community. Church of Christ is everywhere. They are in Paris. They are in Germany. They are in Amsterdam, they are in Ghana, America, every country, Church of Christ is there. So wherever you are hearing me from, start look for them and you get the teachings like this. 
You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Your brother Paul, I do a lot of things. It's not only the gospel I preach. I do health education too, and also some of our, you know, uh, uh, social lives education. So you may hear me next time. I'm not be preaching the Bible, but I may be giving you other health talk or social life talk. God bless you for listening. Please, 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 what I want you to do for me, and I'll be glad, is to share this. Because many people are lost. They need their eyes to be open. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.